It's Wednesday, the 25th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shad Wicker here, joined, of course, by Shane Lee, who is firing up the barbie, getting ready for tomorrow, Shane Not the barbecue, mate, the smoker. <gasps> what? Well, oh, I'm gonna, okay. I'm try- Are you starting today? Well, yeah, there's a lot, lot in it. I've just got a new smoker, and I'm just trying to work out how to do it. But uh, it's going to be about a 14 to 16-hour brisket. Slow cooked brisket, smoked brisket. So um, hopefully that'll turn out nice, mate. Yeah, fourteen hours is a long time to wait to realise that you've stuffed it. But <laughs> good on it up, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, today we're going to be chatting the Australian Open. The semi-finals have been locked away. A bit of cricket, get some footy, and could the goat's son be coming to Australia? Let you know what sports then. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, the Aussie Open semi-finals have pretty much uh, starting to get locked away. We've got some more action on tonight, of course. Joker will be on court, Sabalenka as well. But last night, all the talk. Azarenka beating Pagula in the uh, women's side of the draw into the semi-finals there, Shano. Uh, Pagula's had a really good run, I reckon, in this tournament. But Azarenka is looking all the goods. Yeah, well, she was third seed, uh, Pagula. And, but now, Victoria Azarenka, what, what a really good story this is. She won uh, back in 2012 and 2013. Um, and then had a child in 2016. Look, she's only two wins away to put her in a real elite company to be you know, a short list of mothers who have won Grand Slams. So, But, um, look, she's had a tough time. She uh, obviously broke up with her husband just after she had the child. She had a custody battle, and she slipped out to 201 in, in the world rankings. So for her to come back now and be... You know, two wins away from winning another Grand Slam is a huge effort. Yeah, there's a great clip online as well of her walking down the tunnel trying to find her because you've got all of the uh, previous champions that everyone mm. walks past and her, like, trying to find hers, but it was so <laughs> far back. But, um, yeah, she's on a great one. And Pagula's looking awesome. Like, you know, the big story when she first came to the tournament was people realised that her father owns the Buffalo Bills in the NFL. And yeah. it was like, can she get out from under that shadow? But, I mean, look, you're, you're the third seed. You're a top five player in the world. She's had an unreal tournament as well. Uh, right back now, she was the one that got up uh, yesterday as well. I'm telling you, she's looking mm. so good for the Aussie Open. I'm really liking where she's going. But she will have a challenge against Azarenka tomorrow night. The other one, of course, was Sitsipas got up and he's going to make a head through to the semifinals. This, I believe, is his fourth in a row or something similar. Um, but uh, he had a great match. But it's not really so much the match and the shots during the match. It's the shot he took afterwards in the post-match interview. <laughs> well, the headlines were, shoots his shot. <laughs> and uh, So you read into that what you will. Um, but I watched this match. Sitsipas was uh, very dominant, um, playing uh, Jiri Ledecker. Um, he won 6-3, 7-6, 6-4. And as you said, he's now into his semi-final again here. He takes on a Russian, a Russian bloke called Karen, <laughs> Karen um, Kaknanov. Um, so, I've, I've, yeah, I've never, never heard of too many blokes called Karens. And 
we have a, a special affection towards Karen's in this country, don't we? Oh, man, Kakanov's going to be hectic. He's the Russian player as well that's um, been a little bit controversial throughout the tournament so far. But since the past post-match, mate, he put a call out to Margot Robbie. He did. I mean, he's trying. He's really trying to win us over right now, and it's like all of these post-match interviews, it's almost like his PR team said, oh, you've been looking like a massive jerk the last few years. If you're going to win over any Aussie fans that aren't Greek, I think you need to start ramping it up. And he's just trying to hit the lits. I reckon if he wins the next match, he's going to tell us how much he loves Vegemite and how he should put a lot of butter on the toast. <laughs> Does he realise that Margot Robbie's married or not? <laughs> oh, mate, I don't think he cares. I think he's just gone. I reckon he's just going, list of Australian things, and he's just yeah. going through the list. Yeah, yeah dinky die, good on you, mate. He'll be doing mm. stuff like that next, I guarantee it. Uh, <laughs> let's look at cricket now. Uh, the Aussie women beating Pakistan by eight wickets in the first T20 international in North Sydney. This women's side looking uh, pretty good at the moment against Pakistan? Well, they've been pretty good for a long, long time. Uh, just so dominant. Uh, Pakistan scored only 118 off their 20 overs. Um, Shoot. Uh, for the Australians, took five for 15. Uh, at least Perry took two for three. And Australia... Uh, got the runs, only two down, mate. So they won by eight wickets. Elise Perry having a great double with 57 not out. Uh, and Gardner um, with 30 not out. And, yeah, the girls just go from strength to strength. There is not a, a team in the world that can really challenge the Aussie girls. Oh, we like that. I mean, I wish the men's would be able to step it up a bit more as well. We're looking at the BBL at the moment uh, now with Melbourne Renegades. Uh, they have ended a three-year nightmare. They have. They haven't made the finals Uh for three years in a row and um, look, they got there last night it was a bit of a I watched this sort of game flicking between this and the tennis the strikers batted first somehow got to seven for 142 thanks to Alex Carey who scored 65 uh, Ahmed was the best of the bowlers for the Renegades he took three for 17 but it was Aaron Finch everyone wrote him off at the start of the season me included <laughs> um, he got 63 not out of 54 balls he's batting at four now and he just He's loving the opportunity when they're not ch- chasing big targets. He can just sort of take his time and, and get there with his experience. He did that last night. Now, the Aussies are going to be taking on India. We mentioned this yesterday, but there's a bit of a gamble that has left an ex-captain a bit confused. Yeah, well, Michael Clark, he's... Uh I think, don't think he's he put a shirt on yet since the incident. <laughs> <laughs> he's teeing off. I have to agree with Michael Clark on this one. Um, the, Aussie, the Aussies have actually opted not to have a tour match prior so they're going to fly straight to India, just go to the Nets, and then go straight into a test match. And Michael Clark is right. It is very, very different batting in a test match in India as opposed to a, you know, just a, a T20 or a 50-over game. Um, I think their batsmen would have liked to have had a good knock in the middle and spent some time out there, but they've chosen not to, and uh, that's going to be on them now. But there'll uh, be a lot of pressure going into that first match. Who makes that decision? Like, who's the person that decides whether they're going to have them? Is that Cricket Australia or is that like a coaching thing? Or? No, that, that'll, be, that'll be the coach, the captain, and the senior players will decide what the best sort of uh, format for them, how much rest really? they have prior to the last few matches, and then Cricket Australia will book when they need to get there. Um, they do play a lot of cricket these days, but I just think a good hard hit out four days in India might have been the best thing before they got over there. It, look, it won't affect our bowlers that much. It's just our batsmen adapting to those conditions. Yeah, well, they're the ones that have been having a little bit of trouble over late as well. So, mm. uh, And uh, quickly on the EPL before we uh, take a quick break, Harry Kane, he's pretty much, if he hadn't already, he solidified, solidified himself as one of the great Spurs players with another goal against Fulham. He did. He's the highest goal scorer now with 266 goals for them. And just looking at the EPL table, you've got Arsenal on top, Man City, oh, Newcastle, Man United, and the Spurs are fifth. 
So, um, yeah. yeah, they're hanging in there. But um, can Arsenal win? They've got a very, very young team. Yeah, well, they've got the gap. I mean, they've got that little breathing room at the moment. I mean, I'm an Everton fan, and we're looking like relegation at the moment. Yeah, Second last on the ladder. Ah, I just got rid of Lampard as well. It's looking poor. I've got Tottenham fans, uh, Tottenham mates of mine, that are like, hey, if uh, if uh, Everton get relegated this year, you have to go for Tottenham next year, which I am not looking forward to. But... <laughs> Wait, well, at, least, at least the Dolphins got promoted, so you got one uh, team yeah. up in the anyway. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. competition. Let's take a quick uh, break here and we'll be back with some AFL, NRL, some surfing as well. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. And this is some troubling news for AFL fans and, and fans of sport in general. Footy icon Rex Hunt has been hospitalised after a 2am incident, Shane. Yeah, it's, um, it's some real peculiar behaviour for Rex Hunt of late. We all know he was a bit of a media um, a legend here in this country with his fishing shows and, and working on the footy show for many years, being an AFL footballer. In recent times, um, yeah, he had, he had a bit of a Facebook sledging match. He was calling for Wayne Carey to replace AFLW champion Daisy Pierce, um, which you know turned a few noses in the in the wrong direction, um, and then he had that road rage incident where he was wielding a fork at a um, someone yeah. in a car, uh, but he was driving at two a.m. Um, obviously going home, I don't know from where, from a function at seventy three years of age, and pulled over and called the police. So he's currently in hospital getting checks on his health. At this stage, there's no there were no injuries or anything. Um, they don't know whether he's had a you feel like he's having a heart attack or not? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit troubling, is it, for example? We'll have to wait and see how that develops over the next little while. Um, Looking to the teams that are getting ready for the season to kick off, some bad news for Collingwood. Uh, yeah, their big man, Nathan Kruger, uh, injured his shoulder in training. So they're saying he probably will miss about six weeks. So a really bad start for them. He's going to be a, a real key player for them. But it's Brizzy Lions defender, unfortunately, Marcus Adams, Looks like he's going to miss the entire season now due to a serious concussion um, incident. So if they're talking him missing the whole year, he, that's crazy. That is crazy, yeah. There's something really, yeah. really wrong there. Yeah, that's a wild, like, to call it now yep. as well. Yep. And that, and he's been put on the inactive list. So it's like it's like he's not even on the roster. Yeah, poor, poor kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of baffling, that one, is it? Because no, I don't think I've ever heard of that in any sport. No, look, normally there's um, – yeah, you, know, you miss the game, or you might get might get a week or so. Yeah, or he's going to miss the first few weeks. Yeah, or he's on recovery. Like even like you think of uh, Kiri when he was getting knocked out. Yep. What was it like three times in the beginning of the season, and and he missed. Yeah. I think it was eight weeks or something. They're like, oh, he's going to rest for eight weeks. But this is pulling the pin before you've even started preseason football. I mean, that's career. You got to start thinking career issues there as well. I think with a story like that, one hundred percent, it does not bode well for his future in the game of AFL. Poor kid. So, um, look, um, thoughts are with him and his family. Uh, let's go look at NRL. I've, I don't know about this. Your dragons. What's this whole idea of a secret trial game being played? One. What does that mean? Two. Why is this news? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why it's a secret trial game because we don't know. We don't want anyone to see how friggin' bad we are. I reckon. <laughs> look. 
Uh, it's a good matchup against Manly. I think they'll be a bit all over the shop too uh, this year. So, yeah, I, I really want to see how the Dragons go. I'm, Wooden please, spoon. please, please start well. Wooden please spoon, start mate. well. Oh, mate. It's going to be a tough <laughs> it's year. It's going to be wooden spoon. I reckon uh, you're going to be the red V that's sitting at the bottom of the table. I reckon the Dolphins' red V is going to be up higher. But oh, <laughs> that's that. the only saving grace you've got. The Dolphins wear a similar jersey colour. So you can kind of pretend <laughs> that it's like your team playing well. Um, but they've, they've snuck this game in before the preseason challenge is going to happen with the NRL. This is a, an interesting little way. NRL obviously desperate to get eyes on the game and bums in seats in these preseason trials. It's like $100,000 up for grabs. It's a weird points-based system that also rewards like more offloads, more line breaks, mm. things like that. Uh, which means the Panthers could be looking at uh, finishing the preseason $200,000 richer, which I think and good. of all the teams, I feel like they're the one that's better suited to this point structure. Yeah, and uh, I think that's 100 from the NRL and 100 from the club, so it's a nice little bonus for the start of the season. Hey, just back to the Dolphins, mate. Did you see on the weekend there was a Dolphin at Manly um, was attacked by a bull shark? Oh, was it? Well, you go for the yeah. Dragons, so mate, just, not the Sharks. So how so, about you settle so, down? <laughs> so just, just be wary when you come down into this Manly yeah. area, mate. i tell you what, when you tell me there's a dragon flying over Sydney, that's when your premiership's coming, all right? How about that? <laughs> I'll have to call Khaleesi. <laughs> hey, look, let's talk... Talk NBL. Um, we really want to talk about this story. I think this is pretty exciting and interesting. Uh, the NBL have made it known that they have approached Bronny James, the son of Ooh. LeBron James, LeBron James Jr. He's finishing up high school. He's uh, already fielding offers from colleges to go and continue the next part of his career. He has to play one year before he can play in the NBA. So they do the mm-hmm. one and done rule. But a way around that that some players do is they go and play in professional leagues and then they can declare in the draft. And the idea is you get to play amongst men is the whole saying that they do. And the NBL has put their hand up to be the competition that can have Bronny James here because they have apparently, according to the owner, the ability to sign NBA players, potential NBA players, if uh, they are going to declare for the draft in a later year. So they're going to use their own money to offer for LeBron James's son to come to the NBL. What do you reckon of that? Do you reckon that'll happen? Oh, no, no chance not at all. <laughs> I mean, look, it's exciting. I, will I, I mean, you do say that, but LaMelo Ball did the same thing. It's the same pathway yeah. that brought LaMelo Ball here, and it put LaMelo in good stead when he went back to the, the draft in the NBA. Like, but, but, and LaMelo also had a famous dad who was pretty outspoken. The big thing in this offer with the NBL is they've said that they'll offer for LeBron to come with him. Yeah. So they're like, LeBron can come with him and play as well. And then Imagine that kind that. of ticks the box that LeBron wants, which is to play with his son. Uh, yeah. but, and that's for this season, by the way. But I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of reeks of the A-Legs Ronaldo offer where it's like, yeah, I'm sure there was an offer, but you knew it was never going to happen. Yeah. And it's yeah. just to promote the thing. But, man, it's crazier things have happened. So who knows? Yep, watch your space. Uh, let's talk surfing right now. There's uh, the world's biggest wave surfers, all right, have been beaten by a local lifeguard. A local lifeguard called Luke Shepparton. And um, now these waves, you've got to understand, they're 30 foot or bigger. This is crazy. Like, that, that, you look at the picture, that would be so scary. Like, I'm no surfer. I tried to surf when I was younger. I had a surfboard, but you get, you get on a, like a bloody one meter wave and you feel like you're, you're the top of the world. 30 foot or bigger, it's huge. But, yeah, he's not a professional surfer at all, mate, and um, he's taken out the title. I dare say he will be, He won't be a lifeguard anymore. <laughs> what was he doing out there? <laughs> I don't know. He says he's, he's probably... a professional lifeguard. Wasn't he supposed to be on duty? I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. <laughs> 
Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you before we go to our sponsors, Shane. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. Okay, and a big thank you to Dan McHugh, the producer, makes it all happen. We'll be back Friday, of course, public holiday tomorrow, so we'll see you then. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.